Hi, I'm Eloisa Barbosa. I am an audio producer, and this is Boston Stories and Numbers, an audio documentary series that I co-created in partnership with the research division of the Boston Planning and Development Agency. I want to start this episode by telling you a little bit of how I got here. In 2022, I was selected as one of the artists in residence for the city of Boston. During my residency, I went to John D. O'Brien School of Mathematics and Science. And there I offered the storytelling workshop for the journalism club. In the workshop, I met David Camacho. David is an energetic 18 years old. He's always smiling and bouncing from one activity to another. He participates in school's clubs. He plays underwater rugby. He works in a busy downtown restaurant and he excels in school. So I asked David if he wanted to record his busy daily life. He said yes, but well, didn't work out. Then I asked David if I could interview him. He agreed. At that point, I had no idea what I would find out. David was born in Colombia, and he, his mother, and his older brother arrived in Boston seeking asylum. David told me the most horrifying story of the loss of his father. At such a young age, he has experienced unimaginable pain and violence. David's one of the 9,154 Colombians living in Boston. And if you are asking yourself why you should listen to David's story, I will tell you this. Before we build a better future for all, we need to imagine it. And the stories are the first step in this imagination. So he is the story we call, There is Diversity Here. Enjoy the listening. My name is uh, David Enrique Mutis Camacho. Uh, I'm Colombian, uh, but I reside in the United States. I live in the city of Boston for five years now. Uh, I came with my mom and my brother, and my pronouns are he, him, his. Right now we are in Jindy uh, O'Brien. Uh, we're in Roxbury. Uh, it is an hour away from my house around when the trains are working properly. We live in East Boston, which is actually uh, where all or a lot of Hispanics live in because uh, rents are not as expensive over there. 
and it's also like food of like Latin community and like Latin food and everything. So that's where all like immigrants and all like recent farmers go go to uh, and like find a place around that area. I lived in Colombia until I was 13. I didn't want to leave Colombia. I had all of my friends there. I was in seventh grade. I was finishing seventh grade and it was really hard. Like when I came here, I didn't know any English. If you said, how are you doing to me? I would have been lost. I would have not known what it was. There uh, was the ISEE. Um, it's an exam about uh, math, science, and English. Depending on how much you score, you can get either into BLS, BLA, and O'Brien, which are the three exam schools of Boston, which are like the best three schools in Boston. And I remember at the time I was uh, I was in eighth grade, and I still didn't know English. I the only reason why I passed it was because of like mathematics and science, because education in Colombia, in my opinion, is much better. So I had the basis for that. I just didn't know the English version. I got into O'Brien and BLA, but I couldn't get into BLS because of the English. I remember when I got into school, they were like, what ethnicity are you? What race are you? What uh, gender are you? What is this? What is that? What is that? I'm like, in Colombia, I was just David. I'm, I was just David. Where do you come from? No one is going to ask you, where do you come from in Colombia? Everyone knows you come from like, probably the, the, the house next door. <laughs> so it's like, no. My life there, it was fun. I loved it. I was happy. Uh, I, we, we had a pretty good income because of my dad. He had like this um, place where like, if, you're, if your car, the wheel of your car is like, gets broken down, he can, he, like, you can go and like repair it like fast and easy and everything. So he would make good money out of that or he would like sell wheels, like big trucks, which each wheel is like 2 million pesos or something like that. So that would be like, Pretty good money and then he had like uh dealerships with like big companies and everything so some people were just like jealous of him and everything and some tried to like find problems with him but we never knew why my mom used to work as a secretary for impec which is like um the the police there in our city and it was beautiful we would go on trips all around the, the country, we'd go to like different uh, cities, Cartagena, Bogota, Medellin, Cali. We went to Venezuela, we went to Panama. Everything was beautiful. We were having like a great, we, we had a big house, like five rooms, five bathrooms. We had a pool behind the house that we built. We had like everything. We had like a, a doll's house for my little cousin who would go there and visit. And we had like two cars. It's like, Everything, I had everything, and then I just wanted to lose it all. After my dad passed away, I I was 10, and it was just like one morning. Uh, it was like 8.20 something am. I remember I looked at the clock right at that time, and then the... Like the school counselor came to me and then she was like, your dad is in the hospital and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then uh, my my aunt picked me up, went to her house and everything. And then my dad was at the hospital and they were saying like, hey, he's going to get better. And the reality is that he was already dead. 
it didn't make it. We never knew why they shot him three times. As we started investigating like who, who did it or like we tried to figure out who it was, Colombia is not really a place you can do that because of violence and everything. So we pretty much got kicked out of the country and then if, uh, or if not, we would have probably suffered the same destiny as my dad. So it was just like, we're going to the US. I didn't know what to expect. I just knew Colombia. I like the United States was like outside of my imagination other than just like movies and maybe New York City. It was just like, there is just one city we're going to Boston. I don't know where we're going. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I just didn't have any expectations. But when I came here, it was completely different from uh, like compared to uh, what I lived in Colombia here. Everything is much more advanced also. It's just like in Colombia, it's like there is not many technology. There are not much transportation. There are not that many things, which here I, I th thank God is everything is like much easier to like get and everything. I really like living in Boston. I, I don't regret coming from Colombia because I think that was like a really great choice and it gives opportunities coming here. But for you to like get those opportunities, you really have to work your ass off because sometimes people think that it's like just easy coming to this country and you just say, no, like if you actually want to like stand out for yourself and like have an education and do that, you have to like work really hard. But I love that Boston gives you the opportunity and like helps out a lot of like immigrants and like people, minorities and everything to also try to stand out. My routine is uh, I will have to wake up at 5.15 a.m. in order to get to school on time at 7.25 uh, school starts, then until 1.45. After that, uh, on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, after school, I just go home, I eat, then I go to the gym. And after going to the gym, I either go to uh, the pool or underwater rugby practice to do some kind of like exercise as well. Uh, and then Thursday, I come to school and then after school, I go to work from like 5.30 until like 10 or 11 p.m. Friday the same, and then Saturday, I work all day, and then Sunday, I work all day. And right now, I work at a restaurant. I started as a busser. Then I went up to a runner, which is like running the plates onto the table. Then I became a host in, which is um, the ones who introduce the people and sit them at the tables. And once I turned 18, I was, um, uh, I became a server. And now I uh, go to the tables, I, I, I'm, I'm the waitress, I take orders and, and everything. The, the most I sleep is on the weekends, and it's just because I work until like, 11, I get home at like 12, 12.30, I, get, I go to sleep at like 2, a, 2 or 3 a.m. and then I wake up at like 10 a.m. to go to work. So those, that, that's when I sleep the most. And it's not even good, good sleep because I'm going to sleep at like 3 a.m., 2 a.m. But now it's only my mom and I. My brother moved out. So for us to like afford rent, I have to help her out with that. I help her out with 500 a month for rent. 
when I came here. At first, I lived in Malden for like a month in just like an attic with my mom and my brother until we got a place to like actually live in. I was still little, so I couldn't like have a proper job. I couldn't work as much. I, I felt really useless because I was like little, but my family was doing so much for me. And I don't know, it was just hard coming to a new place. I didn't have any friends or anything either. And I didn't start school until like November instead of September because uh, I was living in a different place. I still needed to find a new place to live in, depending on which place I would live in. Um, it w I would see which school I would go to and everything. So yeah, it was tough transition. It's very hard for me to make friends because all my my friends at some point like betrayed me and I feel like I'm tired of losing people out of my life. Not only my dad, I've lost uh, two grandpas. I've lost my one of my uncles was shot in the head at a bar in front of my dad and I. And I've lived through a lot of things and I've lost a lot of like lost ones. Like two weeks ago, uh, one of my uh, closest friends from Colombia, another friend just called uh, to tell me that he, he was ran over by a bus that, ha uh, that wasn't a red light. And I was like, my, I just lost another person in my life. And it's just like, I'd rather not get so attached with people because the longer you live, the more people are gonna die. Right now, I'm just caring about myself and my future. Right now, I cannot really care about others. I have um, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. I also have ADHD and they give me like a lot of anxiety. I use, I still have some like anger issues. Sometimes I can just like explode for no reason. The other day I told my mom, like my, my psychologist told me I have like ADHD, PTSD. And I was like, I, and, and my teacher, one of my teachers was like, bring me excuse because I didn't go to his class for two days because of mental health. Like you needed a break from, from the class and everything. And I, I told my mom to like, place an excuse. She looked at me and I'm like, mental health, what? And then on the, on the letter, she wrote in quotation marks, depression and anxiety. And I'm like, I wish there were quotation marks. I, I wish they, they, they were just quotation marks, but they were not, they're real. And it's what I'm suffering and many don't understand. So I kind of just have to go through it myself. Something that my dad always like taught me and I saw from him is that no matter the situation, he was always smiling and like giving that support to everyone that was around him. And that's like, I'm always, whenever I'm around with people, I'm always smiling, like having a smiley face because I just want to see everyone happy and everyone happy makes me happy. I have like, five friends, but those five friends that I have in East Boston, they're amazing. Like I, I do anything with them. Like literally they also play rugby with me. I got them into rugby. So it's just like, we're just a little group and it's just like everyone's taken together. And I don't know, I love it. It's, um, there are many things to do in Boston when you're living here. It's like, you can just literally walk around all day and not get tired.
uh, there are there is diversity here also in Boston it's like if you go to East Boston you find all like Latinos and and uh, like Hispanics if you go to Revere you find like uh, Brazilians and 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 everything or like to Everett or or to Framingham and uh, well Massachusetts but I mean like around Boston and it's just like it's all so diverse and you can like pretty much find anything and I love that uh, it's it has like one of the best educations in the in the country which is one of the things I care about the most when it comes to like uh, things and cities and everything I like that people are educated my family has work for my future and I'm not gonna throw it off for example right now two days ago I just got noticed that my financial aid is not gonna be accepted because uh, I'm not a permanent resident so I won't be able to like get any federal aid for college but that's still not gonna bring me down like I'm still gonna try to find a way to like get education and I wanna have a degree I wanna uh, do a major on business I wanna like focus either on finance or accounting and I don't know I just love the econo the world of economy um, also like talking to people so I may want to do like something related with finances and talking to the public about finances maybe but I also want to do something to help out the people and the community to better out the, the, the society we're living in right now that is pretty bad for people that have lower income because I've experienced that and I've suffered really hard life of not being able to afford many things. And it's just like, I want to help those out because I suffered and I don't want anyone to do it because I know it really sucks and it really brings you down. Like every day, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, is it worth it? It has to be. I have to. I won't know unless I do it. The reason why I came to this country and my mom brought me here is because she wanted me to like stand out for myself and to like. And me, I see it as like, I, I have to be that figure that left in her family, and I always respected the way he was. And it's like he took the family out of a hole, and I want to take my family out of this hole as well and it's like I wanna I want them to stand up with me so even if it if I end up with a debt of over a hundred at a hundred thousand dollars I'm still gonna try to go to college because I wanna have that degree and I know that in the future I will be able to pay it off with what I have and that's why it works so much and it's like I don't mind because they're giving their life for me Thank you, David. Thank you so much for sharing your life story with us. Thank you immensely. Hi, he is Eloisa Barbosa again. And um, as you heard, David loves to talk to people. 
and as part of this project that we did it together he also went around his neighborhood in East Boston and in his school and talked to people asking if they had any questions for the city of Boston. So here are the questions that David collected. Morning guys, my name is David and today I will be collaborating with uh, 826 and we're gonna go around uh, asking a few uh, of the Boston citizens to see if they have any questions for the city of Boston that uh, in the near future they could answer for us. Hi, my name is Jamaica. I'm from Mattapan. Yep, and one question I have for the city of Boston is how come there isn't a, how come ASL isn't part of the BPS learning curriculum, an option for languages? Thank you. No problem. Hi, my name is Laura Nguyen. I live within Dorchester, within Boston, and uh, my question is, um, considering Boston is a pretty wealthy city, or known to be, stereotypically and financially, um, like, in most people who live in Boston's uh, way of transportation is, you know, the MBTA, like, um, shouldn't, would there be more improvements on the, on, like, what, public transportation? Thank you, Laura. Hi, my name is A.V. Tran. I live in Dorchester in Boston. And my question to the Boston um, Council is, what steps are Boston taking to ensure equal funding among BPS schools, both public and um, those of different uh, private institutions? Charter school, there you Charter go. School. <laughs> Hi, my name is Catherine. I live in East Boston. Um, my question for the city of Boston is, how can the city of Boston help those in need of housing? My name is James Heffron, and I work at the O'Brien School in Roxbury, and I like to bike to school, and I come from, uh, from Brookline, so I go through Brigham Circle and uh, down into to Malcolm X Boulevard and O'Brien, so I'm wondering if you could do something about the potholes on that road and also uh, a wide bike lane or any bike lanes on that route as well. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Helen Arzumanian. I live in Needham, uh, but I work at the John D. O'Brien School, um, and I have this question. I was wondering what is being done exactly about the rising rate of crime and shootings in the city of Boston? Thank you so much, Ms. Arzumanian. Hi, before you go, I want to tell you something else about David and the city of Boston. David is one of the 6.6% of Bostonians who work in a food prep or service job, and he takes the T to his job and school, along with 27% of the city residents. In East Boston, where his home is, Latinos make up more than half of the population. One day, David hopes to be part of the 8% of the city's population that works in finance. His dream for the future is that he will join the 52% of Bostonians that hold a bachelor's degree. So, 
His name is David Mutz Camacho. He's 18 years old and he's the future of Boston. Think for listening to Boston Stories and Numbers. This story was produced by me, Eloisa Barbosa, edited by Colleen Martin, original music and score and sound design by Paulo Pinheiro, additional music by Blue Dot Sessions. The realization of this audio documentary was supported by the City of Boston as part of the Artist in Residence program created by the Mayor's Office for Arts and Culture. Thanks to the John D. O'Brien School of Mathematics and Science for supporting the Journalism Club. Thanks for Boston 826. I wanted to give a wholehearted thank you to the whole team of the Research Division of the Boston Planning and Development Agency, in particular to its director, Alvaro Lima, for believing in stories. Hope to be back here soon with more stories. Take care. Bye.